Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce, and I'm here with Jace Marsiglia, and you're listening to the 5195 Podcast. Episode 13, brother. Lucky? Not lucky? Hmm. Most people would say no. Yeah. 13th. It it carries a stigma. It is my lucky number. I tend to look at it the same way, being named Jason. Yeah. My full name, Jason, growing up in the 80s. So yeah, Friday the 13th, everyone would go, stay away from Jason. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's great, because I hate people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of talking before the show, and we thought, maybe we, we have a thing. Yeah. So Because we were, like I, like I said to you earlier, I said, we only get a 13th episode once. Yeah. It doesn't really count with 113 and all. Should we last that long? Of course we will. Right. And but then. yeah, we only get one unlucky slash lucky 13. And what, what do we do about that? First thing I thought of, and I pitched to you, superstition. Because that's, what, the number 13 is supposed to be unlucky. I don't subscribe to superstitions, per se. Do you? No, because 13 is my lucky number. You also own a black cat who is delightful. His name is Dracula, and he's as friendly as can be. <laughs> so, no. Just for that reason alone? No. Sure. Not, <laughs> not at all. Um, it's batting 0 for 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's like, looking back, I can't really think of too many things where it was it came into play. I mean, when I was younger... Friday the 13th was, and not even the movie, but I mean, just the date. It was, and and why? Do you know why? I don't know. I don't know why. Me neither. And I know Cunningham picked it kind of as a lark. Really? Yeah. He just needed a title. Okay. And he was like, I've never heard anyone with this title. We're going to use it. It's got unlucky connotations. Had nothing at all to do with anything. Oh, look at some believe. Okay, so, man, this goes back to, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this, but cave, it's like, cave drawings. I mean, <laughs> it goes back to JC. Really? Yeah, where it's like Judas was the, like the 13th apostle. Yeah. Okay. So 13, unlucky, I guess that's, that's what I'm seeing here. Like, okay. You know, well, you, that makes sense. Yeah. He was the, uh, the granddaddy of backstabbers, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah. And and the thing is, you notice one of the more fascinating aspects of the 13 stigma, the hotels that will skip that floor. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? It, it is. It's, yeah. it means that there's enough credence to that superstition that someone will actually structure a building around it. <laughs> like they were on the 13th floor. The fuck you are. Yeah. No. This is 14. Arc 12. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And then here's, I see another one. The god Loki was the 13th to arrive at the Feast of Valhalla. Wow. God of mischief. That one's a little cool. Well, now we're pulling in mythology. Yeah. Greek mythology, which yeah. is always super cool. Yeah. Um, see, I'm still not picking up anything, you know, superstition. Why are the lights flickering? Oh, great. It feels unlucky. <gasps> to go back to the hotel thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Faces of Death 4? Where the guy, the college kids were like drinking and boozing, and they're like, hey, "We're gonna bungee jump off the hotel." Yes, and he's like, he did not take into account that there was no thirteenth floor, and the cord was too long. And like, you literally see the shot from below where someone picks up a mannequin. You could clearly see it's a mannequin, clearly. clearly. And then the shots back down below, and you just see someone hit the ground. And I'll never forget, as soon as the quote unquote body hits the ground, you hear. Oh, <laughs> that's the guy dying. He sounded like, you know, Bill or Ted. He just, he died going, oh, and then it, the camera whips to the girlfriends who were just like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, he's dead. And it's just, yeah. And then of course the cameraman, like, as you do, you run up to the mannequin and get right in its face. Like, oh my God, my friend's dead. But is he in frame? That just always made me laugh. No, that, that's, that's pretty funny. That is, it, it killed me. I thought that was great. Wow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I haven't. <laughs> oh. I haven't. Um, no, there, there's no... My wife grew up very superstitious. Very superstitious. And obviously superstition's strong enough that they use it in baseball. You shouldn't mention a no-hitter. Stuff like that. Right. Um, so it's prevalent enough that it it's part of pop culture. It's part of people's habits. Mm. Like... Say. Yeah. <laughs> like if you click, if you click loud enough. Yeah. Um, it's just, it makes me laugh that people put so much credence into it. 
that it really has, you know, I've walked under plenty of ladders, you know. I mean, stuff. I have too. Yeah. Doing construction back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Hey, I got to get by. Yeah. Fuck you, man. I never really thought of any bad ones. I suppose I do. I Out of habit or out of just kindness. Someone sneezes. I say, bless you. But not because your soul is escaping your mouth. <laughs> Which is the superstition. If you don't say bless you, See, your soul. I had no idea that was a superstition thing. I you thought didn't? it was just being courteous. No. It goes back to superstition. You say bless you because your soul, a sneeze, is supposed to be your soul attempting to leave your body. So what's a fart? Oh, that's that's the devil's lettuce right there. That's that's the different superstition. That's okay. an exorcism okay. of the, the ghosts of meals past. <laughs> okay. But yeah, if you were, uh, I know, I think there's another one about yawning as you walk past a graveyard. Yawning or, it might be sneezing again, but if you walk past a graveyard, keep your mouth shut kind of thing. Because if you sneeze or yawn, your soul might escape and something from the cemetery could get in. It was a little more complex, but it was like, if you you hold, hold your breath walking past a cemetery, something like that. So what if you fart? I don't know. That's an expulsion. Okay. You don't want to be like, oh, no, (laughs) no, no. I feel like, I feel like I'm from Ireland. (laughs) I suddenly remember my Charlemagne. Um, But yeah, that's, those were superstitions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. So, you know, silly, silly, just silly stuff. All right, I'm, and I'm I'm still not convinced. No, but you did something earlier, and I want to bring this up. <laughs> you motherfucker! Just to, just to torture you a little bit, because I found it fascinating. Really, I did. And I'll and I'll give you one of mine. Okay. And this one, we we both talked earlier about having kind of a Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. Your son asked you about skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. And you being... So, me being Native American. You being Native American, you knew more about it than I did. Right. And I was just fascinated listening to you, but I noticed more than once you were like, I'm not even going to call it that. Because, yeah. Because it's it's like conjuring it. And I, I, I'm kind of giving you shit for it right now, just for the show. <laughs> but I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised because to me, that felt like a superstition. Would you call it superstitious or is it just part of a belief system? I mean, isn't it kind of the same thing? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's I would what say I mean. it is, but I mean, maybe then, you know what? Then maybe I am superstitious. That's why I know? brought it up. On, on, from that, you know? Because that's not necessarily a religious thing. No, no. I I, well, okay. So basically what those things are. Is it more of a folklore? Yes. Okay. And, and, and again, I got I to gotta be careful because... Just with my culture and then like the elders, it's, sure, it's, no. it's a very, it's like respect thing. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, I, so, I just, I just wanted to bring it up because I found that interesting. Right. So like what I was told by my uncles was they were, they were medicine men mm-hmm. who was practicing medicine. They got like two, pow- not powerful, but they maybe power hungry. Corrupt. Uh, yeah. Like and a- they were abusing their, you know powers yeah and and it, they were turned into something like with their own again and i'll be honest and i'm gonna be totally honest with you mm-hmm. as a kid i was beyond terrified of, of this sure the, and so these are these are things that were instilled in you yeah at a young age and i didn't talk about it because i mean I for fear right you know. like i you know because i i grew up in in texas and i showed you like just like you where you grew up there was a forest right across the street from my house. Yes. And a lot of these things will hang out in forests. And then I also, you know, every summer we would go to Oklahoma. I mean, I have stories like of Oklahoma that my things my brothers went through were just crazy. Just wild stories. Yeah. And and, and this is, and that's not even the, the folklore stuff. It's like real life things that happened to them. They saw, they experienced. Things happen. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then also like, you know, my mother was, you know, she's from Oklahoma. My father's from Minnesota, mm-hmm. like where, where my father's from, it's dense forest. Okay. I mean, we're talking, you're in literally thousands of acres of woods where there's nothing around. Like we would have to like, when we would go to my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. we would have to, well, actually I would say my great, great grandmother, his like great grandmother, 
um, they went out there to retrieve some items from her cabin, from her house when she had passed away years and years and decades and decades and decades prior. Mm -hmm. They wanted to go out there and, and retrieve some items from her little cabin. And we had to drive up. We had to walk about four and a half hours. On foot. On foot Ooh. through the woods. Any paths? No, no. This was like My dad and them would go there when they were kids. And then my uncle is tying ribbons to trees to, find to get back. As breadcrumbs, yeah, essentially. Yeah, to get back. In my mind, I'm like, man, it's, it's late. Like, I'm little, you know? Yeah. And it was like me and my cousin and then my uncle and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's... It's getting late, guys. Like by the time we get there, it's gonna be dark, and walking back's gonna be it's gonna be even more scary. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no, we're spending the night there." Sure. And I didn't know that until I was already two hours into the trip. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have been like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna stay at Grandma's house, like in yeah. town." Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but when we when we finally made it, I mean, this place like probably about this size. You know, it's probably in its a, entirety. Probably, yeah, probably a ten foot by like maybe fifteen foot mm-hmm. cabin with you know no running water, no electricity. You know, her bed was like this little metal frame was bed was still there, and mm-hmm. like this wood burning stove, and the whole outside where she would like put her meat in the ground to keep oh, yeah. it cold. Yep. You know, so but they went out there and they retrieved <clears> some stuff, and you want to talk about fucking terrified, like sleeping out there. You didn't stay in the cabin? No, we did. But it was still... Yeah, because, I mean, you could hear the animals, and then there would be a bear growling off in the distance. It was it was fucking terrifying. So, growing up with all this stuff and, and, and getting these visuals, hearing about those things, mm-hmm. it was like, well, yeah, of course they're out there. Sure. You know? You and didn't question it. I didn't question it. You know? And then again, hearing other stories, like we had, we had shot a movie... Um, out here at a local Indian reservation because I have native friends mm-hmm. and they let us shoot out there. One of the guy's relatives on set was having a house built. So he was staying in a trailer and he was out there alone, just doing his thing, playing video games, hanging out. In the middle of the night, you know, after 12, one o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And he heard like a horse. Mm-hmm. And so he not going right to scary shit. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, a neighbor... A neighbor's horse got out. There's wildlife. Yeah. You know? So yeah. he's like, it's, it's let me... not an unnatural sound. Right. So he remember now he's in a, he's in, in a trailer. So you're looking at, you're about, you're probably already maybe like maybe two feet off the ground. Then you got another maybe foot and a half. So you're like three feet off the ground. So then you got a window, which is probably another maybe five feet, six feet. Sure. You know, so you're looking at close to eight feet, nine feet in the air. Yeah. Okay. The window, like when you're looking out. Pretty high. Okay. So he looks out the window and he sees this fucking white horse off in the distance, basically coming towards him, almost eye leveled to the window. That would look ghostly. Yeah. And he was just like, what the fuck? Uh huh. He starts calling his brother, like, get your ass over here. Yeah. So his brother's on his way over there and. By the time his brother gets there, which was like a half an hour or whatever it was away, he had heard something scratching at the corner of the trailer up on the top on up the above. outside. On the so, outside. So now even higher. Even higher than before. Uh-huh. Peeking through the blinds, looking out there, all he could see was just something black now. Mm-hmm. When he goes to open the door to look out there, he said he saw just a quick figure of like this... This is going to sound crazy, but like a nine foot thing. Yeah. And the door slammed. Like there was a force, like this thing pushed the door closed. Wow. And then he heard it run off. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so Mm. he's, you know, Mm. he's completely out of his mind and and then his brother gets there and he's like, you know, he told him and he's like, we got to go talk to our uncle, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that's when his uncle was like, oh, you ran into a, if you want to say it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Okay. So in your culture with beliefs like that, creatures like that, the idea that you could conjure it by saying its name, like you're invoking it, is it, and it sounds like I'm trivializing this, I'm not, but like what would cause a skinwalker to attack you? Is it just an evil thing that attacks at random? Or is it like, when we talk about unlucky, some things will 
attack people from the paranormal because they did something specific to make it happen. Let's say the people who have conjured spirits with a Ouija board. Okay. And we talk about possession or or even just a haunting. Now, now fucked up things are happening around the house because I played with a Ouija board. But the point is, you played with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. So there's a root cause for mm-hmm. why that thing appeared. Was it your uncle you said that this happened to? It, out here? You, the story you just told. Oh, yeah. no, no. That, that was a friend's nephew. Okay. One of my friend's nephews. So like in, in your culture, for a skinwalker to appear... Do you have to do something or is it just just kind of an entity of the woods? So, yeah. And and here's the thing, they, they were actually born uh as much as I could remember to the to the Navajo culture. Really? Okay. Is where they actually originated from. As much as I can remember, like because I mean, honestly, I was so terrified of this shit that I just kind of like blocked it out. Like I, I don't you I don't want don't want to open no, that book. I don't because See, like I had, I had my cousins when mm-hmm. I when I would go visit them in in, in uh, Minnesota. They would like tell me, even if you're not bad, if you think about it, you're opening your mind, and they can basically recept. Yeah, yeah. You thinking them, which is going to give them like a, it's like a conduit right, right to you, so they can come to you, and it's an energy that they feed off of. This is what I was told by my cousins, and I'm just like, well, no, this is fucking terrified of this shit. Here's the thing, my my family. On my dad's side, are it's very Italian. They have their own belief structures. They've had their own experiences, and a lot of the things. My grandmother had this terrifying story about she and her sister Lillian, my aunt Lillian, my dad's aunt, when they were kids, played with a Ouija board. Okay, they played with it. They they knew that their mom or dad. I think it was their dad. Didn't want it in the house. You're you're messing with things you don't need to mess with. They played with it. She didn't tell me what they asked it or whatever. She probably didn't. She didn't remember. But she says they played with it secretly and then hid it under the bed or something. Mm-hmm. Just where dad couldn't find it. They go to bed that night and she said that she and her sister Lillian had twin beds Side by side, separated by a nightstand, there was one light fixture on the wall between them that was a pull string. Said that they both woke up at the same time and saw a tall silhouette standing at the foot of their bed, like right dead center, and only within the silhouette they could see eyes, yellow eyes. They were screaming, screaming their heads off. They said they tried to pull the light on, but the cord, the the pull chain, had been wrapped around the fixture to the point where there's just a little bit. It's not going to pull. And they didn't do that. Said that the screaming woke their father up. He ran into the room, and when he turned on the light, the silhouette disappeared, but a black cat jumped from the foot of one of their beds to the window and jumped out the window. When they hysterically told their dad what had happened, he said, have you been playing with the goddamn Ouija board? And they said, yes. Where is it? They pulled it out. She said he took that thing, broke it over his knee, and threw it in their closet, just, you know, whipping it away. And what's funny is, she said when they moved out of that house years later, they cleaned that closet out, and there was no sign of it. Just gone. Which even that could be attributed to maybe he, maybe their mom was cleaning the room one day and was like, this is fucking garbage. And they just didn't know. But she said they never saw it again after that night. Yeah. And now granted, I'm, I, I believe a lot. I'm open to spiritual stuff. Right. You know, I'm open to the idea. I've experienced my own weird shit. But there was always the slightly skeptical part of me that was like, I got to know more about this. My Aunt Lillian would visit, she'd come over to my grandma's house on mostly holidays, you know, because she lived in Detroit. My my grandparents lived in Romulus. So she'd, she'd hike out every now and again. One day she was there, and while my grandma was cooking dinner, we were all hanging out, and like the, she had like a finished patio in the backyard that was, it was enclosed. Everyone kind of left the room at some point. It was just me and my Aunt Lillian, and I said, we called her Lulu. 
So my aunt Lulu, she's sitting next to me. I go, aunt Lulu, do you remember playing with a Ouija board? And she gave me this look like, how did you know? And I, she goes, yeah. And I said, what happened? Grandma, and I kind of lied. I said, grandma told me something crazy happened, but didn't elaborate. Because I just wanted to see. I wanted to see without feeding her anything. She regaled me the exact same story. And it's not like my grandma phoned her up one day and said, you know, just in case you come over and just in case my grandson asks you, this is what happened. And da, da, da. No, no corroboration. Nothing like that. Yeah. But it was word for word. And she told it in a way that was like, I don't even like thinking about that night. And it scared the shit out of me because it scared the shit out of me to begin with. But her cooperating it made it all the realer. And the fact that there was fear in her eyes when she told me, I was terrified. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Circling back to superstition, I won't play a Ouija board. I won't. And the funny thing is, there's a part of me that literally believes a lot of it is subconscious and that you are moving the planchette. Someone is. Because... You believe it's moving and you don't, the hand-eye-mind coordination thing, I, th I think a lot of that plays into it. But just in case, I don't fuck with it. And it's because of that story. Obviously, there's a stigma to the Ouija board. Horror movies are made out of it. It's, it's, it's a good horror movie MacGuffin to conjure <laughs> things. But in real life, even at sleepovers and stuff, if someone started busting out the Ouija board... Hey, call me a pussy. I'm not I'm not playing. I'm not touching that thing. That would kind of be one of my superstitions, I suppose. Because there's no evidence, no empirical evidence that it could hurt you, that it could actually evoke spirits. I'm just going by a scary fucking story I heard from my grandma and my Aunt Lulu. You know, and that was enough for me, even to this day as a 41-year-old. I'm not going to play a Ouija board. Has I, it ever has it ever come up with like <clears throat> friends as as younger like they brought it up like, hey, let's play. Or, oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, <laughs> in fact, that kind of leads to another story I can tell. I had a buddy in Romulus. I've, I've brought up Jeremy a few times, I think. But we had a buddy named Robbie who uh, I think he had one and wanted to play it. And I declined. And I think it was just I think because it was the two of us and he didn't feel like doing it by himself. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, it's no fun, just me. And it didn't, he didn't give me a shit over it, but it was like, I was going to risk being ridiculed because of my belief, you know. But yeah, I, I really didn't fuck with it. And um, the one time I did, and it wasn't even a Ouija board, it was sort of that Amityville 3 hands on the glass thing. I think the reason I tried that was because it wasn't a Ouija board. But you don't see a similarity? I did, but I thought maybe it just has to actually be the Ouija board. Because I was young, and I just thought, the board's the conduit. This glass thing, this is just silly. Yeah. And I didn't really buy it. But then I started hearing footsteps in my house. After. After. Uh, my so house... you unlocked. I don't know. And that's the thing. And I know it sounds silly, but... I have family members in my old house. I mean, my parents. There was a night that I woke up, and the way my house was structured, the hallway that led to the bedrooms, you'd go down the hall, first door on the right, bathroom. End of the hall. The right door is parents' room. Center door is my brother's. Left door is mine. So we all kind of had this, it was almost like a cul-de-sac of bedrooms. I hear footsteps going up and down the hall. And the thing is, when you're that age and you sneak around, you know where every creek is and every board. So I'm like, someone's really just kind of stomping up and down this hall. And I remember opening my bedroom door and my dad was already standing in his doorway across from me. He had heard it too. <laughs> and I, we kind of looked across from each other. Like we both kind of shrugged like, what the fuck? And we're looking down this dark hallway and we hear the footsteps coming up to us. And we're expecting to see maybe my little brother had gotten up to use the bathroom or whatever. We hear the footsteps 
come up right between us. It would have obstructed our view of each other. And then it went back down the hallway and stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's shit like that, that I'm like, a, it wasn't a nightmare. I was awake. I experienced it with my dad. And on top of that, um, he was a witness. He was a cooperating witness to this because we told my mom about it and she was just like crazy, unreal. You know, she believed us, Mm -hmm. but it was like, and, and again, uh, we talked a little bit about poltergeist an episode or two back and how Spielberg's, you know, Spielberg has like a sense of wonder to his movies. We always kind of looked at it like that. Me and my dad, it was creepy and our hair stood up, but we kind of was like, wow. That wasn't just pure dark. It wasn't just frightening. It was just kind of like, that was kind of wild, you know. But my grandma's story was dark. My grandma's story was like, we conjured an entity. And it, in so many, in in its own weird way, it threatened us. Mm -hmm. It was a warning. And, um... That, that that story stuck with me my whole life. And now, even after the, the glass thing, I won't even fuck with that shit. Yeah. I won't do anything that conjures. So I completely understand the Skinwalker thing because that's your culture's thing. Even though the Ouija board thing is across all cultures. Everybody has their own Ouija board of some sort. But that's why I asked about the Skinwalker thing. The Ouija board is a conscious choice to open a door. Whereas your thing... Sounds at random because it exists. No, it is. Yeah. So it it definitely is. It wasn't something that, you know, someone did something bad and the skinwalker is coming for like, like Krampus. You know what I mean? Like that, like that folklore where nobody, nobody's just going to be randomly visited by Krampus. It has to be you're a, you're a bad kid in Germany. Um, And then I also asked you about the Wendigo. Is that the same? So, so, yeah, I, I don't. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about that. Okay. I don't. Like, it was never brought up Cause that's, to me. I believe I that's another Native American. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Because I'll be honest with you. when <laughs> Whenever there was a get-together, especially with elders, whether it be my uncles and, and you know, my dad and all them getting together, it, it then the stories would always come out. Yeah. And I remember laying either on like a pallet in the living room or in the bedroom and hearing them sitting around the table telling these stories. And I'm just like, man, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear this shit. Like, because I'm it was, like, because it was creeping terrifying. you out. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's scary sure. shit, you know? I mean, I have, because of these guys, some pretty wild stories. And of course I even have a, a lot of stories of my own because when I was when I was first starting in in the in the film industry, um, one of the guys I was working with, they uh, him and his partner wanted to do a documentary on the paranormal. Oh, okay, just in general. Yeah, and and I was like, oh, you know, we sat down with them and and we heard you know their their whole plan of of what they wanted to do, and I was like, oh, that seemed kind of cool, you know. And I had never done anything like that, you know, really too much. Um, and, and the only reason I did have any interest is is a couple of I was hanging out with a couple of buddies one night at my house and it was raining. And this is in the winter time, and one of their friends had just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how. And so they wanted to go see him. Now, mind you, it's like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and it's like sprinkling, you know. And I'm like. Don't you guys watch horror movies? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, come on, guys. This is an awful idea. Yeah. And, but of course, I'm always like, curiosity, graveyard, one o'clock in the morning. I know. Fuck. Okay. I'm going. There's something dangerously enticing about it's this. It's not my dead friend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay. So we did go up there and it was like, wow, it was kind of, it was kind of creepy being there. And then, um, we went, you know, obviously went, nothing happened. We just sat there. They went and they saw him. They talked to him, you know, and said their goodbyes kind of a thing. And we sat there at a bench by his grave and, you know, they reminisced a little bit. And then we left. Mm-hmm. Well, for whatever reason, it stuck in their minds. And they just started like, man, it was the place there. There was something about it. I don't know what it was. Something about it, you know. And I'm just like, you guys are fucking nuts. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, you're crazy. Yeah. Well, here in Marietta, there is a well-known story of 
this young girl. And again, facts. These aren't facts. I'm I'm gonna I'm paraphrasing the whole thing. Urban legend. Yeah, I mean, because it's true. This is true. Like, oh, it it's hap- a true story. It, it's a true story. Okay. It happened when I w- when I lived. You know, when I I lived over by where this happened. Okay. Now, and and I just mean like I don't know facts, and you can easily look this up and see all the facts. Sure. Um. There was a girl, and I don't know high school, junior high, whatever. She had went into a local market and was trying to get alcohol, mm. and. They wouldn't sell it to her, obviously, because she's underage. She goes behind the liquor store where a lot of, let's say, seedy, you know, not, saw, yeah, not a great place. They, you know, these guys were hanging out and mm-hmm. she approached one of them who was younger and said, would you buy me some alcohol? He agrees, I guess, on the condition that she drink it with him. Okay. She says, fine. Mm-hmm. He buys it. They walk up to that same cemetery. At one point during the evening, he made advances to her after they were consuming the alcohol. One thing led to another. He murdered her. Wow. Mm. And they, they, I believe, you know, they did catch him and, you know, he went, you know, he went to prison and all this stuff, but still very awful. You know? Sure. So these guys got it in their fucking, you know, genius minds. Let's take some tape recorders. And let's go over there and like ask questions, see if we could hear something. Kind of ghost hunt. Yeah. Trying to get EVPs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 this is this is you know, I mean we're talking maybe Taps had the, one of the first shows. Yeah. The, um, that show had been around for maybe a half a season. I mean we're talking infant. Relatively, stage. they were all this stuff was new. They were still plumbers. Yeah. There was the no time. ghost adventures. There none of this stuff. So they. And it was funny. This time we went, the front gate was closed. Prior, it was open. Okay. So this time it was closed. And I'm like, hey, that's a sign. It's closed. Let's leave. Well, we tried. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then it was, no, let's just jump the fence. And I'm like, now I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. We're in. Let's do it. Even though we're now pushing through the cliches. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. We (laughs) hop the fence. They're walking around. They're like leaving the tape recorder and we're walking off and you know, we're, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. As far as I remember, I saw nothing. I heard nothing. Okay. We went back to my buddy's house. Now it's like two hours away from daybreak. Yeah. So they're like uploading the footage on his computer. Like, I mean, not the footage, the, the sound, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the recording to his computer. And I shit you not, man, on one of these tapes, there are faint moaning sounds mm. of a female. It sounds like someone dying. Really? And it was so unsettling. Sure. I don't want no part of this. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're doing here, but this isn't right. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how I felt. I'm like, we're doing something wrong. It, it's, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something. I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I don't want any part of this. Okay. And, <laughs> well, that didn't last long. Uh-huh. Um couple days go by and now these guys have like since acquired equipment oh so they they doubled down and got better shit and (laughs) (laughs) now we're ghost hunters yeah i mean they bought night vision night vision sony cameras uh more recorders like all this shit you know and i'm just like this is it's crazy but i was like you know what Okay, I'm along for the adventure. You know, it, it didn't. It didn't twist my arm too hard. No, but it, it's. I do find it funny that instead of being scared away from this because of the evidence they got, it just spurned them further into <laughs> it. Like, like it sounds like me and you are the type to be like, "Well, that's fucked up. We're done here. Yeah. Let's yeah. go watch something funny yeah. now." But and, yeah, and, and this this turned in literally from mm. them going to see their friend. It turned into a. I'm gonna say. A five-month rabbit hole. Wow, that long. So we're talking and, almost a half a year of And it got to the shit. point to where these guys' parents were, like, calling priests in because they were seeing and dealing with shit at Jesus their home. Jesus Christ. And, I'm, and look here, I'm not going to lie, man. My family, too, was like, you know what? Since you started doing this shit, there's weird things in this house. Mm. There's things going on in this house now yeah. that never were before. Mm. And then when 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 the... the that we did talk to the priest, he was talking about protecting yourselves. 
you know, yeah. like, you know, and there's, there's prayers and there's certain ways to do it. And because now you're beyond the point of preventative measure. Mm-hmm. Now you have to sleep in the bed you made. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's <laughs> where like the, the, the Michael, the archangel prayer came from, mm-hmm. which I later turned into a short film. Yes. With Sean Whalen. Mm-hmm. We had, we had, you know, we had went all over the place. We went to San Diego. We went to um, like Riverside and we went to this, we went all over the place, but then something real, in my opinion, something real bad happened that I can't explain. I'm just going to chalk it up to my mind playing tricks on me, I guess. Sure. But did I see something? Yeah. What was it? I don't know. Mm. My buddies had went, we went back one night because of a, a certain, and again, I'm, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to dance around this subject a little bit just because I don't understand, you know. There was a certain person who was a member of a club mm-hmm. buried in this cemetery here. Okay. So they decided to go up there and be a little disrespectful to him to see if they could evoke something. So they're they're poking the bear. Yeah. Okay. So they we go back over there and for whatever reason, my buddy decides, I want to go alone. <laughs> okay. I'm like, the ball's on this guy. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he takes the camera, a recorder, a, a two-way radio, hops the fence, goes out, and he's far where I lost I lost sight of him. So he's out of eye, eye, eyesight. Yeah. Eyesight. Yeah. My other buddy's in the car. Mm-hmm. He's got the engine running. He's out there doing his thing, and he's like, guys, I'm going to turn my radio off for just like two minutes. I was like, okay. Not even two minutes later. He's on the radio screaming mm-hmm. like, holy fuck, I'm coming back. Holy fuck. And and I'm not doing nearly as much emotion as I was hearing out of that radio. Sure. And I now I see him in sight running towards me with what looked like, and this is what I thought it was, a fucking dog mm. chasing him. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this dude is going to get mauled. Yeah. Wild guard dog. Yeah. And as he's running, I look at it and it just, it was like sweeping. It wasn't like running legs front to back in unison. You know, it was like this weird sweeping motion behind him. And I'm like, what kind of fucking dog is that? Yeah. And then he runs right up to the fence and starts throwing, as he's like five feet, he's hucking equipment over the fence. Yeah. And like, I'm grabbing it and like throwing it in the car. Mm-hmm. And then he runs up and jumps on the fence, and it was like he was pulled off of the fence, flat onto his back. Not fell, right? But it was like someone said, "No, you don't," and yanked him off. Whoa! Because we both of us seen him, his hands fly back, and boom, just plank right on the ground. What did the thing that was chasing him have been close enough for you to get a good look by this point? By that time, whatever was whatever I had seen was not there anymore. Wow. Okay. He jumps up again. He's on the fence trying to come over. Mm-hmm. And we lock eyes. And I saw a man at death's door. Wow. He looked at me and he just said, help me, man. Like in the calmest, eeriest voice I had ever heard. Mm. And I jump up bear hug him and we both go over onto the ground yeah and we dive into the back of my friend's truck and we haul ass down out of there wild so we stopped and it was just man i was like guys this is bad this is this is bad and it wasn't too much longer after that when you know like you know the priest and everything was involved and i was like i'm i'm done with this shit you know this is scary um we've crossed the line yeah well, I thought I was done with it, mm-hmm. but then it turned into a project before it, there was nothing being done. And I did leave out, um, a few stories and I figured maybe we could save these, like some of the real crazy stuff for like a Halloween episode. Because sure. That'd be cool. A couple of these are, they're pretty wild too. But regardless, you know, then, then I got it. Um, I got involved with these other guys and we had went to a place. It was in Downey. It was called Hollydale. Okay. And it was also called uh, Rancho Los Amigos, which it was a working farm, a, 
back in the day, like the 1800s, it was a working farm. And then it turned into like a medical facility. Then it turned into a psych ward. Okay. And then just supposedly unspeakable acts of torture and death and all this shit happened there. The usual things that got those places shut down. Yeah. And so these guys wanted to go there. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? We're making a documentary. Let's go. Sure. So there was four of us and we, you know, the other two, that was, it was their project. We were just kind of batting clean up producing and just doing, you know, shooting footage. And so they went before and they like, they, they found us a base camp mm-hmm. and they had everything set up, situated, ready to go. And they kind of walked the perimeter. Now this place we thought was big. We had found after our first visit in a book, just how big this place was, where we thought we were like, oh, wow, there's like all, there's like six, seven buildings it turned into being the massive town itself. Really? There okay. were houses and there was just like rows of buildings and offices. And there was like a morgue. And there, I mean, there was underground tunnels and there's like this water tower. And there's like, it, it's insane. Sounds labyrinthine. It, it's, just... it's terrifying. Yeah. So we get there and we have to park in an, in an adjacent neighborhood. Okay. You know, the deal is this. If you go in there and you get hurt, emergency responders will not come get you. Is it because you're trespassing or because they don't want to go in there? Both. Okay. All right. So they use one as the loophole. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, we traipse into this place and I'm like, man, this is, this place is fucking huge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. And I, and I hope people do look it up because there's tons of stories about this place. Yeah. So we're walking around and, you know, and I, the one thing I did tell them, I was like, yeah, we're breaking and entering because we're mm-hmm. walking through a hole in the fence. I said, yeah. but I will not pry anything off to get into a place. Okay. If there's, it's all walled up and boarded up, I'm not going in. That's that. Yeah. If there, if it's half walled up and there's like a broken at the bottom and you can get in, then I'll go in, but I'm not breaking anything to get into a building. Yeah. And you know, it was like fair. So in this little office we were in where we were like base camp, we, we set up audio recorders and we left. We're out for about probably an hour and a half walking through this place. Pretty creepy, pretty scary shit, taking lots of pictures, really getting nothing while I'm there. Yeah. But there is a moment on, on footage where we're walking through a hall of one of the dorm little, I guess the areas where they kept a lot of these patients. Mm-hmm. And they're, we're looking for room, because here we go. I believe it was 213. <laughs> okay. But even on the picture... There was no room 213. It was 2011, 2012, 2014. Oh, so like a hotel. Yes. So here's the crazy part. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I didn't hear this. The two other guys didn't hear this. But one guy on camera, I'm filming him. He goes, uh, 2011, 2012. What the hell was that? The 2014. Now, I didn't hear anything. And I didn't think nothing of it. But reviewing the footage, it sounded like someone shaking a metal door. Huh. But only he heard it. And the camera picked it up. But you guys, nothing. We didn't hear anything. Because I, as he said that, I looked over at my buddy and I, I mouthed like, what the fuck is he saying? Did you hear something? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. I was like, okay, theatrics. That's what we're doing that shit. Oh, yeah. Thinking, all right, play to the camera. Yeah. You know. And like, you know, again, like we went all over this place. We saw all kinds of crazy shit. And it, it did turn into a fucking fiasco because as we're walking outside, one of the guys that went basically brought a fucking night sun as a flashlight. Okay. And I'm like, that's smart because there's houses right across the street. Yeah. You might as well just be shooting fireworks off and saying we're trampsing around this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so someone saw and called the cops. We saw the amber lights coming in of the the corner markers of the police car. And we're like, oh, fuck, that's a Mm -hmm. cop. Mm -hmm. So he's coming in and we're all hiding. 
And I'm literally like, guys, follow my lead. We stand behind a pillar and we're hiding. And as he comes up and turns, we're hide like we're shuffling around the pillar right. out of sight of him the whole time. Just keeping that rotation of while he's spotlighting everything. Sure. And we go all around. And I'm literally like, I'm I'm almost laughing because it worked. Yeah. But I'm also like I don't want to be here anymore. Like, well, this, yeah. This isn't fun now. Even though I've I've now entered cinematic territory. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, yeah. it sounds, you know, it's the type of adventure you wish you were going on. But yeah. Not when you're there. Yeah. So he goes right down one street. We run into a building up the stairs and we're standing there. Just me and, and, and one friend. We're standing there in pitch black, back to back. We're just waiting. Mm. And I hear, it sounds like someone throwing pebbles behind us. Mm-hmm. now normally i would have been freaked out okay but because of the fight or flight factor of not wanting to get arrested sure i was like fuck a ghost chill out right now yeah and my buddy was like are you serious right now like you're, i was like dude just shut the fuck up fuck this i don't i'm not scared about any of this shit like i don't want to go to jail yeah yeah and <clears throat> what's crazy is we looked down and a cop peeked his head in because he had his flashlight and he peeked in and looked up at the stairs in the black and, and was like, and left immediately. He's like, I'm not going Whoa. up there. I'm not going up there. Okay. And they, they got in their car and they left. Yeah. So we made it back to one area and they're like, okay, so we all got to go pack up and we got to do this. And I was like, no, we don't got to do nothing. This guy is going right down that street, out that gate, and fucking home. Right. You guys handle whatever little play shit you want to do. We're out of here. Yeah, we've 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 dodged arrest <laughs> enough for enough. one night. You enough. Know. Yeah. So, you know, we made it. We you know we made it out and everything was fine. You know, but it was just it, it was a weird it was a weird time. Like, do I want to make documentaries? Well, the best documentaries are typically the ones where someone's rift li- wrist life and limb. Yeah. Or s- spiritual, you know. Yeah. It's just, that's wild. And I'll show you, because we did cut a trailer. Oh, good. So I'll show you the trailer for it. Yeah, I do want to see that. Um, but it was fun. It was cool. It it kind of, it was entertaining. Let me, a- let me ask you this. Would you, obviously... You've admitted to breaking in an arena in this place. <laughs> but to have done the... Do- Let's say you put the documentary out. Could that have led to a, uh, some sort of litigation because of the footage you obtained? Like, could could that have been like shooting yourself in the foot by basically saying, you know... Because I'm sure a lot of these ghost shows, you know, of that time, that era, I'm sure they make it look like we're just creeping in here. And they've right. probably been given... Dozens of okays. Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons the film didn't come out Mm -hmm. was because something that had to do with that. That kind of mindset. Yeah, because I was like, you know what? I don't want to incriminate myself. Yeah. You know, I said, so why about we do this? Let's just put undisclosed location. Okay. So it's any, we don't know where it is. We're not saying where it is. And you didn't today either. Yeah. Well, no, I did. <laughs> oh, you did? I did. I, I did. did. No, I didn't know no, it's it's, it's it's in Downey. It's called Hollydale. Okay. And yeah, Rancho Los Amigos. Like it is. I mean, I even got. But um, at, at this point, it is what it is. Kind yeah. Of, well, you know. you, you've heard of the Hollywood uh, Ghost Hunters. Yes. It's like Kane Hodder and Rick McCollum and Adam Green. And, and, yeah. And uh, there's uh, there's someone else. Um, I just knew those three. Ed, Ed Ackerman. Damn. Um, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, I, it's grown. Yeah. Okay. I th- I believe it was Rick that actually sent me, like, a Hollywood Ghost Hunter shirt. Like, the, the shirts that they wear. Cause, sure. So, I was trying to get... I was like, man, you guys got to go check this place out. Because I'm like, yeah. maybe you could use, like, your influences, you know? Sure. So, he, I guess he had told Kane... And, and, you know, there, there was some interest about getting the Hollywood Ghost Hunters over there to try to, you know, do some shit. But I think even they were shot down. Because we wow. went we went to the city to try to get permission, and they were like, no. And what's really crazy is after that night when we went out, when we got out, those two guys went back. And they got busted and arrested. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Again, you know. Yeah. It was interesting. I don't know how superstition... You know how how superstitious that is, but no, but uh, 
I don't know. To me, the paranormal and superstition coexist. Yeah, it may not be the lucky slash unlucky, but, you know, you have to have a level of superstition, I'd imagine, to believe in the paranormal. I agree with that. You know, I definitely agree with that. Wild story, though, man. Yeah, and, and there's more. And I, and I think on other episodes, we should do more if people like it. I, I only scratch the surface of places that we went. I mean, we, we went to mausoleums. We went we went to we went to um, uh, cemeteries in the inner city. Oh, you like, told I mean, me we, once you went to El Coyote. Yeah. Yes. Recorded in yes the, in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had talked to the waiter and he had said some shit. So it's like there, there's a story in of that, and I could probably even I have that audio on my phone right now. Really? So I could actually put that out for them to hear if people are interested in that. I would you imagine know. they are. Yeah. Yeah, we've I I, I for some reason got kind of hooked into it. Sure. And but you came away with evidence. Evidence and of, of a kind. I came away from it with evidence but also a respect for that stuff. Whether people choose to believe it's real or not, you know I, what you experienced. I've experienced things that like I really can't explain. And I do try to de- debunk things. You know, oh, was it the wind? Was it a door? Was it a person? Was it a dog? Was it this? But there's certain things you just can't. No, and I've got plenty of those too. Yeah, okay. So then I definitely think we should put together a really good, maybe a, a longer episode of this of, of these stories. Based and, on stories. Yeah. yeah that yeah. might be cool. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think that'd be really fun. So. I think so too. That sounds rad. Okay. All right, man. Well... I think it was fun as usual. Yeah. Good 13th. It definitely was. It wound up a good... It was a good 13th. It was a good episode. It was fun. The only thing that would suck is if we play this back and find out that the audio dropped at some point mysteriously and... All, or everything played backwards. All of it is for naught. Every, everything played backwards and every and everything was saying how Ooh. Blu-ray was bad and DVD is better. That's really bizarre and backward-assed. <laughs> but... Uh, Backward. How past. how how crazy would it be if we played it back and heard a voice? Okay, so yeah, this show's not coming out, so we're just gonna do a fourteen. Now I know why hotels don't have yeah. thirteen floors. <laughs> yeah, you could be right. You could be right. We'll just go from twelve to fourteen. From twelve to fourteen. This is, yeah, this one's getting buried. Okay. Okay. Well, until next time. See you guys.